This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is you uh, have your get-out-of-jail-free card. I know Jeffy's a big fan of uh, this particular movement. You could never have enough of those. There's nobody that would pardon you, though, I will say. Nobody would pardon you. I just uh, want my record expunged. Expunged. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of this is going on. It's actually an interesting part of our system, sure I think, um, in that it's constitutional. It's one of the few things the president's actually supposed to do in the Constitution. <laughs> is and they get beat people. up for it. Yeah, it's weird. And pardon people that he feels like pardoning. There's really no standard... Um, the only no. thing I can't, he can't part, uh, pardon people who are impeached, right? That's the only, right. I think that's the only limitation really on And then it. there was the limitation of why he can't because of the, the state convictions, right? He can't Right, he can't has to be federal, right. yeah, I guess, prisoners. or It's an interesting thing, though. It sure in that, is. And it only comes up every once every four years, and you kind of spend a week learning about it again. <laughs> then it goes And away. then forgetting about it again. Uh, but, Unless you have records that you need to have expunged. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think you're... <laughs> record is ever going to be expunged or sponged off or anything. It's, it's really, Ooh. really disgusting. Um, I will say uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, situation in which, thank you, Pat, um, the, no problem. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's an interesting situation in that. Oh, like, your camera's over there. Yeah, <laughs> my mistake. Oh, wow. Yeah, we actually. I'm sorry, you were saying. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, the Manning thing is interesting in that it's kind of a surprise. I think we were talking about this off the air. Would Chelsea Manning be pardoned if she wasn't Chelsea Manning? No. Nope. No. I, I think the answer to that is probably uh, there's no way she agree. would be. 
Um, you know, if it was just Bradley Manning who came in and leaked a bunch of stuff and got the exact same sentence, I don't think there's any – because you wouldn't – there would be no celebrity factor to it. Um, I don't think there's any chance uh, that, that there would be a pardon there. But Chelsea gets it, I think, largely because she's been a cause uh, of, of the left for a long time. I'm sure lots of pressure coming to Obama to say, you do this, uh, I've given you lots of money, pardon her. Mm-hmm. Um, so there him. you go. Her, him, him, her. I think that's what happened there. Whatever. The Assange thing is kind of is interesting as well. <clears throat> um, this story is changing by the minute. Um, listen technically to this wording because I, I reported on, uh, well, I read uh, and then said, read and said is a little bit different than reporting. Um, <laughs> but I read and said on radio earlier today that um, Assange had said, because he, he made a deal a long time ago, if you, if you have, um, uh, if you pardon Chelsea Manning, then I will be extradited to the United States and face my, my crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, no one believed him at the time, uh, but they also didn't believe that Chelsea Manning would get a pardon. Well, Chelsea Manning got the pardon. So uh, listen to this very specific wording. Uh, this is from uh, the WikiLeaks account. Assange lawyer uh, ass- on the Assange Manning extradition deal. Everything that he has said, he's standing by. Oh, huh. Hmm. Well, you'd think. Hmm. Okay. And, I, and that's how I, t- I saw the headline, read a little bit of the story, seeing, okay, well, that means he's saying he's actually going to do this. And my thought process on that is obviously he didn't expect to spend any time in prison. He would expect Donald Trump to pardon him. They're like best friends now. So uh, why wouldn't you come to the United States? I mean, it's the best mm-hmm. place you could be uh, because you have a president in the United States who's sitting there protecting you and would not allow extradition oh. from any other country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it actually would be a really smart move for him to get here. Uh, that being said, afterwards, after this statement, they said, ah, you know what? That particular commutation of her sentence didn't meet the standards that we set out in this deal. So, no, I'm not coming. So that's where they stand right now. Assange's like, yeah, I know you did what I said I wanted you to do, but you didn't do it the way I said I wanted you to do it, even though I never really was specific on that. But what I was mm. thinking was something different. So therefore, sorry, I'm going to stay in here in the Ecuadorian, uh, you know, uh, uh, room. Embassy. He, I mean, room in the embassy that he's been living. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where that stands uh, today. I, I do expect, um, they expect significant, um, substantial amounts of commutations and uh, pardons here in the last um, uh, several uh, hours, really. Of we'll see if he takes any heat for uh, Chelsea today. I mean, he's supposed to have his last little press conference sometime today. Well, the beauty of this is it doesn't matter, right? I mean, he could take heat, and, and there is some amount of heat. Um, as, uh, uh, you know, it was discussed briefly um, and importantly in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You don't want this much heat. Uh, and then Cameron said, no, I want it. If I didn't want it, I wouldn't let you take me out today. And I think there's a, there's a situation here where Obama might feel that. If there's too much heat, yes, there's a possibility he backs off of something that he might be doing. But the, the system for this particular purpose is beautiful. Mm-hmm. He just gets to freaking do it and walk out the door. Well, you I'm, know? The I mean, the I'm only, still the president. Yeah. Talk to you later. See you later. Bye. It's an amazing, th- it's an amazing part of a country that is structured the way ours is, that went through such lengths, more than any other nation ever on earth, to have checks and balances on executive power that you can just take the last minute of office, just let everybody go if you want. Oh, you in people theory, say that, I don't believe in the Constitution. It's yeah. right there in the Constitution. I get to do this. Yeah. All, all, I mean, he would have to do, as Glenn was kind of throwing, tossing around the idea of anyone with a <clears throat> just a marijuana um, uh, conviction and nothing else. 
um, would he pardon all of those people? Now, my understanding is he'd have to do them all individually, um, which would be, unless he's been working on this for months and months and months, it would take some time. However, would not be surprised if he did something like that or tried to do it. Um, I, the, the only thing stopping him is if he went through the procedures correctly, because you could do, he can do whatever the, really the hell he wants. Even if they're connected people, politicians mm. he's worked with, people have donated him all this money, it might look bad. People look back on Mark oh, well. Rich and said, hey, we didn't think you should have done that. You know what Bill Clinton said? Screw you. <laughs> I did it, and I'm doing it, and bye. Yeah. I mean, it really yeah. is that straightforward. And it, this also kind of sets a precedent that if you're going to commit treason, uh, just be gender confused. Yeah. Um, you don't even have to actually have the surgery. Just say, you know what? Oh, man, I'm thinking about becoming a woman. I feel like a woman inside of me. Man. Or if, or if, or, or if you're like a, a woman, woman you, you feel like a man. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be pardoned for whatever heinous uh, traitorous act. Uh, you've made and you'll be fine. And, and I mean, you're saying that a tad in jest, um, but I think the, the truth is. But just it might, a tad. It, right. It might not guarantee it, but I would say it definitely ups your percentages. You better believe it, it. Especially if there's if a, a Barack it. Obama in office. I mean, it's not going to necessarily. I don't think everybody who went in there and said that would, would, would be immediately, uh, you know, have the Bradley Manning uh, treatment. However, I, I do think it ups your chances. I mean, you know, because you can get if you can get that sympathetic story. I mean, and people look at you. Half the country looks at Chelsea Manning and says, "Oh, that poor victim oh, of tra- this terrible he, thing." He's, tra- he's struggled with trying to stay alive. He's tried to, yeah. Or she's tried to kill herself over this. That's a big struggle. So many people go through that. We L- should take care. Look of at the history of commutations. I'm, I'm just looking at Fox News right now. They've got a, a stat up: thirteen hundred and eighty-five for Obama. The the next closest is like two hundred something. He's done 10 times as many as the next closest. And the Bushes did something like, you know, under 100. So it's, it's unbelievable. The commutations and pardons this guy, which totals, I think, so far 1,597. So it's almost 1,600 already, and he's still got tomorrow to go through. And who knows, maybe part of Friday until uh, noon. So it, it's he could do something uh, really extraordinary and and do like you you mentioned you know maybe pardon every person who's in prison for for marijuana or prescription drug abuse or uh, you know heroin or cocaine or smack or I don't know what the guy would do I mean he was part of the Chum gang so you know he's probably not that pissed off by people doing drugs. Well, the other thing too is, and he's made this point, if he had. Uh, smoked on the wrong day at the wrong time, he probably wouldn't be president of the United States. It could be, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. and, 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 you know, I think he looks at that seriously. He yeah, should he, have he been in jail like these other people were. Uh-huh. He didn't get caught, so he avoids the, the charges. Well, I mean, the only right way to make that, uh, to justify that is to make sure these people don't face those same charges. Right. Um, you know, again, that's not my uh, thinking on it, but I think it's part I of him leveling the playing field for the social justice he believes in. Yeah. And will that include who will that include tomorrow? It'll be really interesting to see. The Polanski one will drive me crazy. Oh, if he does gosh. that. I can't, I can't I, imagine. I, I can't don't imagine think he, he can do I, that. I don't think he will. I mean, of this list. And let me give you this quick list that we had. We talked about on radio. I don't, these, I don't even think Snowden's possible. I don't think Snowden or, or Assange are, are likely at all because of the perspective of they're trying to sell Russia as dangerous and these yeah. leaks as dangerous. So they, right. well, that doesn't fit. That would defeat doing. that purpose. Petraeus. I, I feel like it's, a I, it's unlikely, but not impossible <laughs> because. You know, it would it would be a it would make him look bipartisan in his last moments, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, Petraeus didn't do anything 
horrifically awful. He had, uh, I mean, you know, in these, uh, you know, there's lots of qualifiers on that statement, but I'm comparing it to, mm-hmm. you know, legitimate, you know, a murderer, right? Like, I mean, what he did is he had an affair, and as part of that affair, the affair is not even what he's, his problems are. The part of the affair was that he leaked uh, classified information to his mistress who was writing a book. And you leak classified information as a, you know, a, a high-level military, military guy, it's pretty bad. And he, mm-hmm. and, he, and he did really do that. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't like one of those things where he was just railroaded. He actually really did some things that were uh, wrong. However... It wasn't the worst thing of all time. There's no evidence to, uh, to to make anybody believe that it led to anyone being hurt or anything else. It was just a really stupid thing. And no thing one ever doubted done. his his belief that uh, the United States of America was number one, and he was always fighting for us forever. Yeah, I think I think he I think at moments he put his own personal life ahead of those concerns, and, and that is what why he got in trouble. That's right. However, when you look at his entire career, what you see is. A, an incredible level of service yeah. for almost all of it, and, and a really important but one big slip up. And uh, hopefully, I would I would I would not be upset about that one. I would be I would think that would be a, a cool gesture. I doubt it will happen because I would think it might be possible. This will be a cool gesture. Um, yeah, uh, Bo Bergdahl's more po- possible. Bo, Bo Bergdahl's Bergdahl, a great. Oh uh, that's gosh. a possibility. I think that one's definitely possible. Leonard Peltier, I think, is. Is possible. possible. It's Maybe been not probable. It's been sort of a cold case for a long time. Uh-huh. I've never heard Obama rail about it that often. Yeah. But it's so far in the me- in the memory banks and so deep. I don't know that people would really react to it well, anymore. Well, we forgot his name for a while. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. Mean, it's just know, not something that people talk about a lot. Uh, Peltier, uh, not Peltier, but we we just talked about him. Uh, uh, um, Who's the other one? Oh, Mumia. Abu Jamal. Abu yeah. Jamal. Mm-hmm. Killed uh, uh, officers in, uh, in, in Philadelphia. He, it, um, he might say, yeah, it's been long enough. And also, he has been long a enough. long record of not believing police accounts of things. Right. He has a and long a record of celeb among yep. the Hollywood elite. Yeah. I mean, that one is real. The problem with that one is jurisdiction, I guess, because it was a state crime. Um, it might not. It would, he would have a jurisdictional fight over it. Um, so that would be... Uh, 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 that would be problematic in that, you know, it's his last hours of office. How could he, you know, win that? Um, yeah. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That probably wouldn't happen. If um, they fight him on it. And they, they probably would. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't, yeah, it's, I don't know the process it wasn't well federal with, with the state law yesterday. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't know the process. I was just thinking that he, it, I, I could see him doing it and then leaving the fight yeah, up let, to the others. And if the fight, you lose I'm it. doing it. Uh, you, know, you go ahead and fight over it. I wouldn't be shocked. Right. I mean, it would not be shocked. And Glenn actually predicted that uh, a couple of years ago, said this will happen. He also predicted the blind sheik, this will happen. I don't think uh, so. I don't think so. Again, that's another no. big I terrorism I don't one. buy the blind sheik. Thing. Yeah. I, uh, but I mean, you know, who knows? I would that would cause Goes quite an uproar. Ethel Rosenberg, I could see totally. <laughs> Ethel, she's dead. <laughs> right? Who cares? No, but I could see <laughs> you know, it as a statement, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, their family wants it done. You know, she was. Uh, Would she die in the fifties? Uh, maybe. I don't know. That's good. Earlier. Earlier. Yeah, Ethel. but I mean, <laughs> Ethel. But the, you know, her husband was the one. I think most accounts uh, was more involved in it. But she was involved in spying on you know in treason, um, and uh, but again, treason to who? Right. I mean, and the, you know, to the, Barack Obama does not see uh, that threat the same way that not at that, all. that the rest of America not does. Um, he might also pardon Ethel Merman. Who's also been dead I don't for a think while? Ethel Merman did Ethel anything. Merman was oh, she was guilty of one of the crime, biggest crimes against humanity. Uh, just horrible, horrible music, horrible music. No, I agree with that. I didn't yeah, know that it was, was a crime convicted. against humanity. And uh, and so, 
He may pardon her. He might. I will I don't say. Know. If he pardons Ethel Merman, I think that harms his legacy in a way that he doesn't want to happen, though. So he Sorry. may not do that. <laughs> I cannot say that this is inaccurate. Uh, but what? if he goes two Ethels in one day... He could go double Ethel. I mean, a lot of people will go. You know, Jeffy has a whole site dedicated to double Ethels. There's plenty of jokes with double Ethels <laughs> yeah. coming at me right about now, too. So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, <laughs> there probably are. Our listeners are so great. Uh, there probably are yes. uh, a million double Ethel jokes. Yes, already. I would say that. Uh, and then Hillary Clinton is the other one kind of tossed out there. I think that's pardon good. her before she's convicted right. of anything. Yep, uh, that'd be weird. You could do it though. You could do it. I mean. It's in a way, it's what happened with Nixon, right? Because he he wasn't actually convicted. He, he was no, he wasn't convicted. He was impeached, or they started the process, or were going to start the process, but they didn't actually impeach him, and he wasn't convicted right. of anything. And now my understanding so is, so they did pardon him. If he was impeached, he could not be pardoned, um, which is probably a good right. part of the reason why yeah, yeah. he bailed out right. before that happened, and then he was yes, actually he pardoned. did not want that on his record. No. To be the only the second president to ever be impeached, and instead that that honor went to uh, Bill Clinton, so that was kind of nice. Who was the first? Uh, was it Johnson? Andrew Johnson? Mm. Maybe. No, uh, I think I, it was. Mm. I don't um, know. Uh, so I don't know if there's any. I don't know if any of those would happen. I think if I were to guess at one of those to actually happen, I would say Bo Bergdahl. Yeah. Um, that would be my guess as well. That's yeah. the most likely, I think. Although that did happen. Most people have forgotten about it. It's really calmed down. But like you know. The, the things that happened during Obama's term. When did ch- the, the the Bradley Manning thing? When did that when did that start, Jeffy? Do you have the uh, dates on that? What was the start date on that? Because you're more likely, obviously, to see him pardon someone from the Bush administration because you'd say, well, the Bush administration treated them unfairly and he screwed them, but they should have screwed him because he was a bad president. When when a, when a military guy goes and leaks secrets against your administration, you're less likely. To be, uh, you know, uh, understanding. Right. Well, the, the court martial was in thirteen, right? Two thousand thirteen. Right. But when? So I mean, it had to be during Obama, right? I think I can't it remember. is. I think that was during Obama. Because I mean, WikiLeaks hasn't even been around long enough yeah. to be Bush. I know. We'll check. Well, on no, that. there was definitely WikiLeaks during <clears throat> Bush, because uh, that was the first WikiLeaks thing was during Bush, with all the helicopter stuff and, mm. um, although. Maybe it was just video from the Bush administration, but it happened during Obama. And te- is, is that the Bradley early 2010, so... Yeah, that's so Obama. That's when the video came Obama. up, but that was, was it video... Was Bradley Manning the source of, like, the helicopter attacks on the civilians and stuff, those videos? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm getting remember. all these guys confused. That's Glenn did earlier We'll today. look into it a little bit further. In the meantime, uh, it's really time for you to... Take a step towards self-reliance, and you do that with My Patriot Supply. It's really easy to prepare emergency food, and it tastes really good. It's not like, you know, like Glenn always talks about canning, or like I've talked about in the past, the buckets of wheat and barley and beans and or, rice. Or as I've talked uh, about in the past, uh, one thing you could do uh, in addition to My Patriot Supply is uh, when you order Chinese food, you keep the soy sauce packets, you keep the duck sauce. <laughs> Rather than just throw Even them away. A lot of people yeah. do that. You keep them and in you the, don't in need it. to. So, like, you know, you're talking mm-hmm. real long-term uh, supplemental food um, that you can, uh, you know, I mean, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, is soy sauce going to be delicious in that spot? Probably not. Is is duck sauce going to, you know, light you on fire? Depends no. on what you're trying to enhance. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's, right? well, no, you're just, I mean, at this point, in my plan, I'll, you would just eat the duck sauce straight just as straight. a source of calories. Okay. However, I will say you could probably do a lot better than that with my Patriot Supply. Uh, in fact, their mm-hmm. food is going to taste like home cooking. Uh, you're going to get $99 for four weeks of emergency food. I mean, so you could go that way. But I will say 
$99 is an incredible deal for four weeks of food. Mm -hmm. But the duck sauce is included with your order, so it's <laughs> actually free. Uh, so you could, you could do both plans. I, I say both plans are both legitimate. That's a good safety tip. Thank you, Stu. 888-411-5290 uh, is the number to call. Do it right now while you're thinking about this. 888-411-5290 or go to preparewiththeblaze.com. Or ducksauce.net. This is great. Hi, and welcome to Pat and Stu. Um, to our credit, as a people, the majority of Americans believe Russian hacking did not impact the election outcome. Congratulations, no. America. I applaud so, that. I'll let you applaud on your own on that one. Because it didn't. No, I, I you, do, do you believe it, 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 no. it affected the election outcome? I, no, I, I mean, don't I don't even that. know what the case is for it, to You're be honest. so stupid. And, I don't know, either. The, the idea... I've never heard of a single shred of proof. Right. The, I mean, look, did the Russians hack into Podesta's email and the D, uh, DNC's email? Yeah. Um, probably, yes. Yeah, I think the answer to that is, is, is probably yes. Um, all indications are yes, to quote the Magic 8-Ball. Um, however, uh, nothing came of that. We talked about this the other day. Mm -hmm. Can you think of anything... That came out of John Podesta's email. No. The only thing that jumped to our Nothing mind immediately super incriminating. was the DNC's email in which they took a couple shots at uh, uh, Bernie Sanders. So what? Um, which has nothing to do with the election at all. Yeah. Now, if you are um, a hardcore Bernie Sanders uh, person, you might think that that had something to do with the election. Um, however, of course, I mean, I think any rational person realizes that Hillary Clinton was winning uh, that primary. Um, she won by four million votes. I mean, the idea that they were working behind the scenes to move four million people. Stu, that's a razor-thin margin. Yeah, it's not Razor-thin. People are like, oh, that was a close election between Bernie Sanders and... No, it wasn't. Four million votes is not a close election. It lasted longer because she was terrible and couldn't put uh, him away. And that was, of course, the same problem she had with Donald Trump. I mean, it's, she got out to big leads and could not put it away. She kept losing states where she had big leads in polling, uh, losing states uh, where she didn't properly uh, compete. Honestly, she didn't. She didn't. I mean, she just. I mean, the campaign was a disaster, which is why she lost to Donald so Trump. So typical of you to spin it that way. When if only ten thousand people per district voted differently, it would have changed the election. Ten thousand people per precinct. That's all they needed to change that that's an election. Incredible amount. Oh. And then, and then you're at your four million figure. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, razor, razor thin. thin. There you go. Razor thin. Yeah. Isn't that the thing we always hear? If just one person per district had voted differently in the Kennedy-Nixon election of 1960, it would have changed the election well, outcome. They didn't. But they didn't. They didn't change differently. No. I mean, the, the other thing is like, and this, this wasn't uh, razor thin like that. No. Any, I mean, in, in any way, it would have been the like general. They're talking about the general. I mean, that was pretty razor thin. Um, yeah, first of all, it, was it wasn't close. that Donald Trump only beat Hillary Clinton by four million votes. In fact, he actually lost by several million votes in the general yeah. in the popular vote, which I know doesn't mean anything. Is it However, one and a half million is that what it wound well, up being? No, was, was it? Or was it two? It was over two percent, um, which is a pretty. 2%. It's the biggest one, Holy you know, God. the biggest one of these situations of all time, really. Unless you go back to like there are certain you know uh, asterisks to that, but I mean in in, in mm -hmm. uh, normal in in a normal election, um, that's the biggest one of all time by quite a big margin. However, the electoral college. 40,000 people, if they had switched their votes from uh, Donald Trump 
to Hillary Clinton in those three states uh, that were the ones that t uh, turned the election, uh, it would have been Hillary Clinton's election. 40,000. Now, that is a number that is, mm. they didn't do that. They didn't do that, but that is what the, uh, that's how close it was. It was a very close election. The bizarre part about it is it just sort of ended early. It wasn't a 2, 3, 4 a.m. type of adventure mm -hmm. um, because he won states he was not expected to win that were in the East Coast and into the central time zone. Um, it was not, you know, we were not waiting for anything out west to, 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 you know, change anything. Because, like, Colorado was a really close state that Hillary won up winning, um, but it, would, it didn't make any difference. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, New Hampshire was another state that was very close but was not uh, important. And then can't, I can't remember now. Did he wind up over 300 electoral votes? Was it? He did, yeah. I think so. It's hard not to. I mean, yeah. the electoral vote, the electoral college is really uh, designed. I mean, I don't know that this was part of the design. And I, I would like to look back at the founders to see if this is part of the reason they did this. But it, what it does is it rewards small victories with larger looking victories. I mean, you know, a small victory in um, a state gets you 30, 40 electoral votes. Yeah, because uh, it's winner it's take all. 30 to zero, states. right? Like, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, with the exception yeah. of Maine and Nebraska, there's no, you get them all. So when he, you know, you win states like that, it's kind of, it, it winds up being a big deal. So it's mm -hmm. difficult to win in very close elections because usually what happens is one candidate outperforms where people believe they are going to be. And when you do that, you sweep states. For example, before the election, you would say almost impossible for, uh, for Donald Trump to win Wisconsin. Uh, he's not going to win Wisconsin. And the polling had it fairly close, but he was the underdog there. However, in an environment on Election Day where he did win Wisconsin, well, then Pennsylvania and Michigan are not that big of a surprise. You know, that's the mm -hmm. kind of thing like these things move together. It's, it's like the 2008 yeah, it's weird. Um, election. Uh, it's, uh, financial it's almost crisis. like a, a football or basketball game where momentum takes over and kind of sweeps the team to victory. That, that does happen in elections. It does, because, you know, the electorate has... It's a snapshot, right? And yeah. on, on that day, yeah. you know, he was, it was within a normal polling error. error. Um, and I, in fact, it was very close. I mean, I think it was 2.1% she wound up winning by as far as the popular vote. And the national polls had her winning by 2.8%. I mean, it was less wow, than were a they point. off. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's really. <laughs> point seven points. Yeah, I know. Losers. <laughs> I mean, it's a difficult thing. Now, some of the state polls were worse than that. I mean, I'm not saying that the polling was, it was a great polling year by it any means. It wasn't perfect, but it never is. It never is. It never it, will be. And, and, you know, it's a poll because it's not exact. And I made this point a thousand times before, before the election uh, results came in, which is in 2012, there was a normal polling error, what, what experts call a normal polling error in that election, too. The difference was uh, Obama was favored uh, by one, and he wound up winning by four. So a three-point move, because he was favored, didn't shake people all that much because it was a three-point error towards the guy who was already winning. In this case, it were, there was also about, you know, in some of these states in particular, a few points of an error. However, it went, because it was a close election, went from Hillary to Trump, and that's why yeah, everyone noticed yeah. so much. Well, it shook us, I remember, in 2012, because we were hoping that that one point was maybe wrong. Right, it could have gone the other way. And, in three and it could have gone the other Romney way, won. and Romney wins, and that's what we were hoping for. So we were pretty devastated by that, by that miscalculation, but the, the media wasn't. Because their guy won anyway, right. so they so didn't it mind. Wasn't that big of a deal? Didn't mind. Um, so again, this goes back to this poll here, where eight, eight, nearly eight in ten 
uh, say they've been closely following news about the Russian attempts to influence the presidential election. Um, majorities say the assessment um, would tr prove true. These attempts would be a, a crisis or a problem. 65% say it would be a problem if it, if it were true. Um, and that the... <laughs> who are the... F who... 65% say it would be a problem if it were true? Yes. 35% of Americans don't think it's a problem if Russia affects our election? Where, where, where is every Trump what supporter? The hell? Where is every hardcore Trump supporter voting on that? Because they're going to read into that poll. What you're trying to say <laughs> is that it's a big deal. So therefore, to back my guy, I will take the opposite position on that. I mean, that's, and that's the problem with polling in a lot of things. It's crazy, though, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, no, that's not a problem if Russia, uh, if Russia hacks into our election and changes the results. Yeah, I think that's fine. That's fine. Would the that's uh, not a problem. Would the election be the same if that if the information was not released? And fifty eight percent of people say yes to that. And I think that's right. I mean, look, yeah. he won the election. I don't think there's any impact on the general election whatsoever of the Russian hacks. Now, the fact that they were either. trying to do it is a big freaking deal, and we well, should care about is. it. And and we should be punishing them for it now. Yeah. You know what we should do is uh, send a strongly worded letter to them. Oh, that's not. Go is crazy. that too much? Oh, okay, gosh. a mildly worded letter. Send that to them or. What if we froze the bank accounts of Russian diplomats who don't have bank accounts? What if we did that? That's interesting. They don't have, for instance, too, too we much. freeze their assets in America. If they don't have any assets in America. But if they ever put them in. Then they're then frozen. If they made a deposit stay after here. the announcement, then they would have some them. trouble. That would teach them. Um, the only thing I would say I'm is. I'm talking distant relatives or, you know, like. Relatives of friends of Putin. Right, of course. Um, and I, I, I support so, your action there. Okay. And I support your mildly worded letter. I just would like that mildly worded letter to be attached to an edible arrangement. I think that's a, that's a fair way to go. I think that's go. fair. I think uh, that's it fair. It bridges the gap between our nations. Right. Um, and, you know, I think you give them the one with... with uh, the uh, the pineapple. Do you think it's fruit? Or yeah. is and what, notice it. By the way, I'm not saying a sherry's berries, which right. would be a much better oh uh, fruit basket. Yeah, uh, I'm saying just an edible arrangement. You know, and and maybe you don't even include the pineapples dipped in chocolate. Maybe you don't even do that. That's maybe, bold. Uh, eh, that's probably too much. I, that's, that's my yeah, anger that's, getting that's the best of me. Too bold. Um, but I think it's something okay. you could consider. All right. Um, in a we'll diplomatic circumstance. We'll look at that. More patents too coming up in a minute as we contemplate what we can do for these darned Russians who are so pesky. I don't care what you're saying. I, don't, I, never, I never care what you're saying. Okay, that's a rule for you. I haven't said I, anything. You were talking. I did, no, you I were was not. I was just standing here listening to you two. Oh, that's good for you to know. <laughs> and the you future. were babbling under yeah. your breath. Thank you. <laughs> we were complaining well, about. I believe how you just got done telling me that nobody cared what I had to say. Well, that's exactly accurate. That is true. So I, I, I just stood okay. here and listened to you babble on. All right. Nobody cares what no, you're saying no, right no, now. No one cares. So, just go, shut up. Yeah, go on. Um, uh, so <laughs> this is a new CNN poll has come out, uh, and this is exactly what we've been talking about for how long, uh, that these two candidates were so terrible that by the time uh, Barack Obama leaves office, he will have a 60% approval rating. Well, that's what happens. Um, yeah, because you're like, you're just comparing them. You know, mm -hmm. like you watch him on, on TV and, and um, you know, if you don't really oppose his policies, you're going to say, well, at least he's not... He's not Hillary Clinton, um, and he's not, you know, saying he grabs women by the, 
Yeah. So, hey, I mean, he seems better. Like, that's what people, th- I mean, that's the base level uh, of people also, going through this. Also, and we've, we've, we've commented on this several times. Uh, for about a year, nobody paid attention to what he was yeah. saying. Yep. Because we were all focused on Trump and, and Hillary. And before that, you know, Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz and, and all, the primary season. Yep. Uh, so absence kind of makes the heart grow fonder. When you don't hear the guy, you forget how awful he really is. And yeah. he truly is awful. Only two presidents in recent history have had higher approval ratings oh, upon leaving um, um, uh, office. 66% by Bill Clinton <coughs> and 64% by Ronald Reagan. That's it. Can you believe um, Bill Clinton, the douchebag he is, had, had a 66% approval rating? Well, that was after... That was that was after Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, that not was after that long the, after the Monica Chinese Lewinsky. scandal where he sold secrets to China, I, which I consider treason. I I mean th- that was after all of that stuff. Only a couple of years. I mean, it was wasn't it? I think it was <sighs> January 1999. Drudge posted posted the uh, Lewinsky thing, wasn't it? So I mean, the 2000 election. I think we're talking it started in 98, years. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I thought it was. 90, I thought it was January 99. Maybe it was January 98. It was somewhere right. It was only a. F- it was in a second term for sure, and only a couple oh, yeah. of years before. It was late in his He was at 66. percent Yeah. And you know, crazy. a lot of people. That's crazy. A lot of people say he. You know, the Republicans overplayed their hand on that, and that's why he became popular. The other part of that, though, is uh, he also went through an election where uh, it was a very contested election. Um, and uh, by the po- by, this point when he's walking out of office, he's dealt. We've dealt with the selected, not elected stuff on the new guy. People are pissed off. I, I remember going through that election. You know, people were just like sick of elections and sick of these two people, Gore mm-hmm. and Bush. That's true. So it's same thing here. I think with with Trump and Clinton, people are just sick of them, and so Obama gets the benefit of that. And you know, look, progressive historians will do everything they can to rescue this guy's legacy. They will go to the mat for him to make him the best president of all time. And you know. His num- there's going to have some numbers to back that up with a 60% approval rating. It's going to be hard to, mm-hmm. to, to, to look at that because you're going to say, wait a minute, he was at 42 for most of, the, for most of his two terms. I mean, he was not a popular president when he was in office. But he's going to leave. He comes into office popular and leaves office very popular. Um, and that's not going to be positive because then people are going are to say, well, it's because of these wonderful policies that work so well. Especially if Trump screws this up and does disastrous things. And, mm-hmm. you know, then it's going to get really ugly. Um, do you see this uh, clip with uh, John McCain on Morning Joe? No. Um, normally, I would never want to play a clip like this, but this is apparently notable. Watch. The Senate Armed Services Committee, Republican Senator John McCain of Arizona. Very good to have you on the show this morning, sir. Thank you. I'm sir? freezing my ass off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we thank you for doing that, that just, really nice just for you. us. We will talk, we will talk very we'll quickly. We'll be doing that on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a funny moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's just, he's so old he can get away with that. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be appropriate for a U.S. senator to say that word. No. But it's John McCain. Come on. Guy's 80 years old. <laughs> it's funny when an 80-year-old guy says ass. <laughs> okay. I'll say we're, I'm freezing right, my ass off cute. in here. Uh, oh, and, yeah. Uh, but that's not appropriate because you're appropriate. only 40. Okay, good. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, so what else has uh, Obama been doing? Um, he's been releasing Gitmo uh, detainees as well. <laughs> um, here's a, a nice list of them. Um, They're all good guys. Yeah, all well, really good guys. Uh, you've got... Um, yeah, let's see. Don't you have Obama, uh, uh, not Obama, Osama's... Osama uh, bin Laden's bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah. Uh, may have been selected to take part in uh, one of the aborted 9-11 hijackings. Mm-hmm. 
uh, gone from Gitmo. Um, uh, let's see. Got a little reprint here. Next up, we've got a uh, guy who was uh, allegedly the leader of an Al-Qaeda improvised explosive device cell in Afghanistan. So ah. really responsible for killing soldiers, uh, the IED cells there. And uh, thankfully, now he's gone. You've got a, a translator for the number two guy in pre-9-11 Afghanistan. Uh, he's now gone, thankfully. Uh, then you've got, uh, and again, like, he was born in 1972. This is not like, you think of like, these guys a lot of times, like, oh, they're probably 80 years old and it's not that big of a deal. Like, these, no, this is a young guy. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in comparison, he could still go back and do damage. Um, then you've got um, uh, in-depth instruction on the use of small arms and anti-aircraft weapons, IEDs, mortars, and landmines. Uh, another guy uh, long suspected of preparing to take part in al-Qaeda attacks against Americans. Um, now, the Obama administration, according to this, rewrote uh, his assessment to make it low, make him low level. Uh, yeah, you, you get the point. These are the type of characters we're talking about. I mean, Bin, Bin, Laden's, Bin Laden's bodyguard. Amazing. Uh, amazing, it's amazing that that could happen. And there's what we said the other day: forty people left. I think at Gitmo. Was it forty? Yes. Yeah, so, and then ten of them. Are so gone. he. I mean, they've released hundreds of these guys. Hundreds and hundreds. We started out with, I think. 650 or something at, at Gitmo, and now we're down to 40. So where are those people now? Uh, many of them probably lining up against us again on the battlefield. And we've seen that with a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and this, also, during the ones they released during the Bush administration had these issues. Now, you figure Bush yeah, was, was actually releasing the low-hanging fruit, right? The ones they were pretty sure weren't going to do anything, and they still had these big problems. Yeah. Um, now, look, age does help that. I mean, when you get into you know your 50s, uh, your 60s, <clears throat> your 70s, your 80s, you're less likely to uh, participate in one of those things. Jeffy would know. Um, I mean, you, you probably did more crimes before you turned 80. Than, I mean, you're still doing a lot of them Actually, today. when you think about it, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Before I turned 80. After 80, you know. You slow down. Yeah, that's bother. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still. Usually, people the talk knees, to you and you're like, I'm, aren't good I'm freezing to my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Not, that's inappropriate from someone that old. Yeah. Oh, you're sorry. too old. <laughs> you're too old. You've actually passed the McCain years. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, by the way, we've talked a lot about this year about uh, NFL ratings. Um, and uh, how they're falling apart because of Colin Kaepernick. And I never really bought that narrative. I, you know, maybe it had part to do with certain things. I thought the election was a bigger factor. Uh, we talked about that quite a bit on the air. Um, it does seem now that, like, yeah, the, the ratings seem pretty good. Um, one funny thing about the Meryl Streep uh, part of this, um, uh, TV by the Numbers reported that uh, the Cowboys-Green Bay Packers game attracted 44 million uh, viewers that. on Fox Sports. That's amazing. 41 million watched the Steelers-Chiefs so game. Great. Um, only 24 million viewers turned in to watch Obama's farewell address. So, to, you know, Meryl Streep, who was bashing football, might want to learn a little bit about uh, about the country because uh, people like football a hell of a lot more than they like you. I'm, uh, yeah, oh, no question oh. about that. I'm kind of surprised 24 million watched Obama's farewell. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I wouldn't watch that if you paid me to. Got 7 million for his last interview, <clears throat> apparent, apparently. Um, I, I will say that um, the review mm. they had uh, the number one the number one um, uh, rated program of the entire year was of course the Super Bowl, right? Um, that happened, and that itself was the case. Yeah. The number two rated program for the entire year was the Cowboys Packers game. Um, the number three rated program for the entire year was the Steelers Chiefs game. And the number one um, rated uh, regular season game of all time was one of the Cowboys games this year as well. 
Um, I can't remember which one it was. Oh, that was the Washington game, I think. The Washington game. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, I mean, it looks like, I think, for the entire season, they will be a tick down. But not well, that big of a deal. And, and also, you know, like, it's all part of, there's a, you know, every year it should be a tick down if it's even. Because, you know, people are going to different formats. They're going that's, to do other things. That's Twitter their argument is now the is their other format. Is, mm-hmm. uh, their thir- you know, they got the Thursday night broadcast, let alone the other formats, the broadcasts on Twitter, the broadcasts on NFL Network, the broadcasts on ESPN 1 through 155, all of that. Then, they, then you have the split, the games themselves, which weren't that good. Some of the games, Some of the games were, were not that good. And yeah. you have the breakup of like the Thursday night game doesn't get that great of a rating. And then it cuts down on the overall picture of the ratings, yeah. even though it. There's it, a lot of reasons. I mean, we see the same thing in our, our business. I mean, you know, back when we started doing the show, um, you know, the syndicated show, which is back in two, 2001, um, the only thing you looked at was your terrestrial radio station ratings. It was the only thing you really okay. considered as part Everything of the Everything was a transmitter stick. That's um, what you looked at. That's what you looked at. You didn't care about any of it. And so uh, audiences for terrestrial radio have declined because, obviously, they're going to digital. Now. Yeah, they're going to uh, podcasts. They're going to um, And it's even streaming. more fragmented for us because we're on TV and radio. TV, radio, podcast, In, uh, internet, streaming, streaming, live, streaming. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many different ways to get the show now. Yeah, which is, by the way, I think great for people. It is it's great. great for innovation. Like, it's, we're not going to be the type it of industry great. that says, oh, we need the horse-drawn carriages. I mean, like, and, like, these are good innovations. And I know radio stations have done their part to try to take advantage of those trends as well. Um, but, like, you know, if, uh, if our station, if WFLA in Tampa has people listening to the Glenn Beck program, but they're listening to it on the WFLA or 970 WFLA, FLA.com. That's not bad for them. You know, you just have to understand that these things do change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that happens with the NFL. I mean, they're dealing with that just mm-hmm. like everybody else. The NFL is probably the most resistant to these trends than any other source because it's live sports. Yeah. You can't watch it on delay. So you have to watch it live. Um, and even when you watch it on streaming, um, and I thought this happened with uh, our, our own Keith Malinak um, this weekend. And that Keith was watching the Falcons game, but he was, I think, streaming it. So he was on delay from where I was. So I was, you know, texting him going, oh, my God, that was amazing. And then he'd see the play five seconds later. Um, You know, it's not even live live when you're streaming it. You know, you're getting it a little Mm -hmm. bit late. And so you miss out if you're on Twitter watching the game. I know Jeffy does this a lot. You're on Twitter (laughs) watching the games. You're seeing the updates. I have to a lot of times take that uh, turn that off if I'm on DVR delay or something because I don't want to get the updates ahead of time. I want to watch the game, you know, in real time. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that the ratings are always going to tick down slightly. However, I mean, the, the bottom line for all these organizations, including ours, is your revenue. And, you know, you, you wind up, they're still pulling in a hell of a lot of cash. They're not having any problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it's like every, people like to jump on these storylines. They did it, you know, they do it with every business. Like the soda one. Remember, Glenn, we were talking about this the other day. Well, soda sales are down and they're going down. Uh, and, and, you know me, I'm a huge defender of, of, of soda. Of course, the soda market is fragmented. Why? There's a lot of new innovative drinks. For example, energy drinks being the big one, which is just soda with caffeine in it, even more caffeine. But they count it as a different category, so they pull those sales out of soda sales. But even if you keep the soda sales the way they are now, the big dis- disaster in their industry is they currently sell $55 billion of soda, and they believe by the year 2050 they may only sell $51 billion you can't, of you soda. You can't live on that, do I mean, is that... You cannot live on that. Oh, no. What a terrible trend. $51 for, billion, dollars, right, they a, might get that low? Right. You can't uh, live on Come that. on, right? <laughs> uh, you know, so it's still a pretty dominant force in our society, and it should be, because soda is life.
Okay. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up. Yeah, nothing to say after that one, Pat. No. You had nothing I to really, say. Really Just didn't. go to throw it to break because yeah. uh, everything yeah. was said. <laughs> that was it. that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Just a reminder, mm. Monday, January 23rd, this program. Yes. Mm. Good reminder. Vote Barack Obama Go, uh, into the Douche Hall of Fame. Fame. Where's our banner? We have I'm a just, banner, <laughs> a countdown clock. I'm not saying mm -hmm. is it we're going to vote to see if he makes it into the Douche Hall of Fame. No, the vote is whether he is 100%. Wow, that's you would, a big buildup. You would think that would be the question. Yes, you would. Right? Yes, you would. But we've never, we've never had a former sitting president elected to the Douche Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. Because Bill Clinton's not in there. No. You know, George right. W. Bush certainly isn't in. No, you're right. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. We never have. Mm -hmm. um, we do have uh, a... Jimmy Carter would qualify, I think, as a douchebag, as yes. a Hall of Fame douche. But we've never we've never tested I that. Say, the irrelevancy clause. Right. I yeah, think, that's I true. Think it's a factor there. All right. What do you got? Uh, let's uh, also I, I like the HW's note to uh, Trump uh, at the inaugural uh, address. He's sick mm -hmm. and uh, not able to make it. But he in wrote, fact he's in the hospital. He wrote uh, he wrote down a little note saying, uh, "Hey, um, my doctor told me that sitting outside in January will likely likely put me six feet under." So. <laughs> Guess we'll be in Texas. Sorry, can't make it. God bless. And I didn't vote for your ass anyway. Uh, I think that's true. But they are. <laughs> or any other part of them. I will say, like, it's interesting the part, like, the Bush family in particular, like, they held out throughout the entire election. Yeah, and now, did. once he's been elected, they really have seemingly moved to yeah, embrace the guy. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just the respect yeah, of the office. but um, And the Republican Party. Yeah, the Republican Party as well. Now, we're talking a little bit about the NFL and how they're uh, struggling with, uh, you know, viewership down. Uh, the new Super Bowl 51 is about, uh, I don't know, 17, 18 days away. Yes. Uh, something like that. Um, they're going uh, commercials, a 30-second slot uh, during the Super Bowl. Yep. Ah, $5 million. Yeah, $5 million. $5 million. So that's, uh, that's on Fox. Yeah. Five, five million. million bucks. The first Super Bowl, um, a 30-second spot was, I think, 30000 uh, It seems I just saw this stat at the game, and I think it was 40. Was it 42? Whatever, 40 to maybe. I don't 40 know. It was, it was very little. Very low. Compared to It work. was actually a little bit more than I thought it was from that, because no one cared about that. You could buy tickets. You could walk up and buy tickets. Yeah. For the first $12 was the most expensive ticket you could get. Incredible. The most expensive ticket was $12. Incredible. <laughs> Yeah, we've come a long way, baby, to get where yes, we got we to have. today. Yes, All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More pet and stew is, uh, you know, yeah, no, inevitable. Darn it, I hate when it comes it's back just, because I like inevitable. when they go to the commercial parts because you get important right, messages you need to know about, right. and then they come back and they just start blabbing, yeah. and I just hate it. Stu, triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. So yesterday uh, or last night, I guess uh, more specifically, an unidentified anti-Trump protester set himself on fire uh, to protest Donald Trump being president. What a what a good idea, man! That that makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Because if you set yourself on fire, uh, 
uh, I mean, that's got to overturn the presidency, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Am I right? Yes. yes. Anytime you're against right. something and mm-hmm. you set yourself on fire, that, that something goes stops. away, yes. except for n- not. It doesn't make any difference to anybody. Go ahead and set yourself on fire, burn yourself to ash. In fact, some people oh, would probably I... say, hey, look, there's somebody that set themselves on fire. Let's watch him burn. Let's watch him burn because what a moron. That's thinning of the herd. I, I oh, mean, I totally disagree with this. Do you? Um, yeah, totally. Mm. Um, in fact, Jeffy, I think if you tried it, it would make a, a big you know. <laughs> it would make a big difference uh, for whatever issue is important to you. But he's um, because it would be such a large fire if he set himself on fire. He would have to do it so far out in the middle of Texas that, uh, you know, otherwise you burn down the state. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? a good point. You know what I mean? I mean, they do it in the desert every year at Burning Man. Why don't we just use Jeffy? No, it's much bigger. Well, because that's well, be I mean, much bigger. You're, you're talking about bigger. a much bigger scale here. There's too many people out there, Jeffy. It would be too many people put in danger. <laughs> I think maybe like a nuclear test site would be a good, a good maybe, place for you right. to... Yeah, um, right. To, for you to do. Uh, well, no matter where, we should do it. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Right. Although, I mean, I guess people burning themselves alive. You know, Glenn always credits the beginning of the uh, Arab yeah. Spring with that guy in guy Tunisia. In Tunisia. Doing it. But, but he had a little more commitment than yes, this, he did. This Trump guy, because the anti-Trump guy had fire going up his back and immediately laid down on the ground and put himself Was. out. Uh, now, yeah. come no on, commit. man. If you're gonna do it, do it. Right? Right, Jeffy. Yeah. Right? Right, Jeffy. Right. Do it. Do it. Uh, right. yeah, so, but I mean, if you're going to set yourself on fire, I mean, that would you end up Yeah, you, you, dying, should, you should give it a shot. What? Show that you're more dedicated than these people, you know? Show that you have the commitment of somebody from the Middle East. Show that. Mm-hmm. Show that Americans not are ar- just as brave. Not around us, though. No. But there's I mean, also, like uh, I said, out in the middle of Texas. <laughs> Scientists believe there's a lot of combustible fumes uh, inside of Jeffy that we may right. not want to escape during a fire. So you really need to be far away. I mean, there's a lot of safety tips involved in that whole thing. But uh, So reporter Shamari Stone of the NBC affiliate in New York went up to the guy and said, Hey, um, what happened? Why'd you do that? <laughs> the guy said, Because we have a dictator who's been elected. Well, that fixed it. I mean, you had fire rolling up your back. Now we have to remove him from the presidency. I mean, what do you expect that to... Because you brought, uh, what, a little publicity to the fact that you don't like Donald Trump? What did that do to anybody or for anyone? Or how did that help your cause or or further the movement in any way? It's it's so incredibly stupid. I, I, I mean, I... You would think Americans would be a little bit beyond that, wouldn't you? You know what? Most of them are. Um, you occasionally, you I get would have your... thought that all 330 million of us are beyond that. Well, and I know setting that's, themselves I, on fire. I know that's not true because you work with Jeffy, and you know, well, that's anything. Mm-hmm. Any, there's always a bottom of the barrel. You know, there's always somebody mm-hmm. who just. Uh, mm-hmm. ugh, I'm just mm-hmm. looking at. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Witnesses described how he yelled Trump several times as flames <laughs> ran up his back before laying down on the street. Trump! 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 While your back is on fire. <laughs> so bizarre. And also, I think moderately more effective if you let him actually be a crappy president before you do it. Like, I mean, At least let him take office first. Yeah, let him take office and like do something wrong. So, I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. He's still, all he said is Zero. appoint a few people. 
Right. Um, and even that, it's not really technically his doing, really. I mean, uh, it's a, you know, he is not president yet. He's not president. Um, let the guy be president. Let, you know, you gotta now give you him a tell chance. Him. Now mean, you I, tell this guy. Why didn't you tell him that yesterday? You could have saved I, him all this trouble. I didn't know he existed yeah. yesterday. Wow, you are insensitive. Maybe you should open up your eyes and look around a little bit. See some of these protesters are out there. You I'm know sure, what I mean? I knew there were protesters out there. I just didn't know this guy was going to burn himself to death or burn himself to moderate to, to hurt discomfort. Burn himself to uh, a little pain. Yeah. Uh, so he did. I guess he did receive some burns. They took him to the hospital, uh, and but he's he's fine. He was wasn't even arrested. You can yeah. set fires outside of Trump Plaza. <laughs> And not be arrested. He wasn't even arrested? That's wasn't amazing. even arrested. Are you kidding me? I mean, no. I'm not for arresting people, first of all. But <laughs> Right. I mean, they didn't take him to, you know, floor three of uh, the hospital? They did not. They did not. Okay. Crazy. Hmm. Yeah, uh, he is, and, and that's why he should go to floor three. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, last night on uh, History, uh, Glenn had a really fascinating uh, segment about Steve Jobs, John Lasseter, and Pixar. Uh, just a, a, a fun story here, so look. This episode is a little different. This episode is not one guy's story. This is two men's stories. A story about a guy who tried to get me fired at Fox. Um, said I was the most dangerous man in America and had to be stopped. Pretty powerful guy. And another guy who wears tennis shoes and Hawaiian shirts and is everything I ever wanted to be when I grew up. Steve Jobs, John Lasseter, their story. You know, I watched this. I watched the story of Steve Jobs. I've watched all the movies and I've read his books and yada yada. He's a genius, but I don't know how this guy is one of the most liked guys in the universe. I don't know how he, how his company, is known as the greatest, most universal anti-capitalist, green artist kind of love everybody computer company. First of all, any company that makes their cords this long, there's something wrong with that company. Something seriously wrong with that company. A company that makes it so you cannot use something other than their device for something like a cord that they can't seem to ever get right. Something wrong with that company. But the biggest thing about Apple is Steve Jobs. The more you know about Steve Jobs, the less you like him. One of the biggest tyrants of all time and yet revered. I guess if you're a genius, you can get away with anything. But there's a few things that I've wondered about Steve Jobs that I've never seen an answer for. For instance, why did he never have furniture in his house? Never noticed in all the movies about Steve Jobs? He didn't have any furniture in his house. He's always sitting on the floor. 
Why? Where did this crazy drive to make sure that everything was artistic inside the Apple computer, where did that come from? Well, if you know the relationship between Steve Jobs and John Lasseter, you begin to see the answer because here's two guys that could not be further from each other. You have Steve Jobs who is driven and is, is calling um, uh, Hewlett, Mr. Hewlett from Hewlett Packard at, at some point saying, hey, do you have any like extra spare computer parts that like you guys don't need? Yeah. He calls him at home, Mr. H in HP, and gets him to ship over some extra computer parts so he can make his Apple. Guy driven, a guy who has vision beyond anyone's understanding. And then the guy who's a little dumpy in the Hawaiian shirt, who is just chilling and living the dream. Back in the early 80s, John Lasseter is a lot like me, and I think, I think a lot like many Americans that see or saw Walt Disney as the greatest American to ever live. Walt Disney was so great in his vision. It, it almost doesn't matter who he was. It's the vision that he had. And I don't mean the, I don't mean the movies or the parks. I mean the kindness, the joy, the happiness, the, the, the magic that he created. Nobody's done that. Imagine a world without Walt Disney. Imagine an America without the influence of Walt Disney starting in the 1930s. Without Mickey Mouse, without Disneyland, Disney World, without Mary Poppins. What would the world be like without the influence of those and Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid? Those are universally beloved. And so much of our childhood. John Lasseter loved the magic as much as I did and had my dream job. He just swept the streets of Tomorrowland. He went to work for Disneyland in the 1970s and 1980s and uh, he swept the streets of Tomorrowland and then eventually got to be one of the guys who was a cruise director, uh, you know, ran the cruise ships uh, on the Jungle Cruise, which a lot of famous people started that. Robin Williams um, did that. Can you imagine going on the Jungle Cruise with a young Robin Williams? Kevin Costner, who never really seemed funny, um, but I guess could do the Jungle Cruise really well worked the Jungle Cruise, and so did John Lasseter. Walt Disney saw that particular job as the gateway into something bigger. If you could do the Jungle Cruise, and he was caught on the Jungle Cruise a lot, he would go, imagine doing your job where you're trying to make it exciting and you can ad lib and make it your own, and you see Walt Disney sitting there. 
Well, that's where John Lasseter was discovered, in the Jungle Cruise. He had gone to CalArts, um, an artistic uh, school that CalArts was started by Walt Disney, uh, and had, had, had won all kinds of student Academy Awards at CalArts. And he would get together and they would watch the 16 millimeter prints of all of the Disney films. And they would just sit there and, and marvel at the magic of the old Disney. Not what was currently being created, the Black Cauldron and all of those missteps. At the time, Disney, I remember 1983 maybe, there was rumors that Disney was going out of business and I was poor and I just wanted to buy one share of Disney stock. Um, and I could afford it, but I just wanted to just buy it as my personal, I'm rooting for you guys. John Lasseter was kind of the same guy. He, he learned at CalArts not just how to be an animator or a cartoonist. He also learned the, how to be a good storyteller. He was, he was honing his, his uh, skills while at school learning to be a cartoonist on the Jungle Cruise. How do I tell a good story? How do I use deadpan humor? How do I pace this story? And he gained confidence of telling a story in front of a crowd. This would pay off big time for him in the future, but not at Disney. Welcome to the program. Uh, 727 Beck is our phone number. We are only a few days away from the most important vote in Douche Hall of Fame history. Oh my gosh, can um, you imagine? The inauguration of Barack mm. Obama into the Douche Hall of Fame. Just 119 hours away. Oh my gosh. Is that right? That's not, it's not 119 hours. Yeah, 119 hours. It's Monday. Oh, Monday. Yeah, right. I was thinking it was Friday. And right. it won't happen Friday because we're not It is on Friday, Friday, just not Friday. the vote. Okay, yeah, the, the actual inauguration is Friday. The vote is Monday, right. so it's 119 hours. I mean, we'll give Trump his moment in the sun for the inauguration, mm-hmm. and then the real, the real business of this country starts with the Douche Hall of Fame induction <laughs> of Barack Obama. Or maybe not. Who knows? Jeffy, you made a, a pretty oh. brash statement earlier saying he's definitely oh, going to get in, that he's, he's going to get 100%. No. There's no, no reason in. to believe that at this point. I believe, I believe the, the race... Is whether he gets 100%. I know, but you're you're assuming too much. You know what? It's like, hey, Hillary Clinton's going to win. I just matter by how many votes. And what happened? Donald Mm. Trump's our president. You're talking about a man with a 60% approval rating. Right. Maybe He may only get 40% of the vote. Barack Obama does not make it into the douche hall of fame, I'll set myself on fire. (laughs) Oh, my God. As a protest? You just guaranteed 3% of the vote. (laughs) Don't even say that because... (laughs) 
I can tell you where I'm voting right now. Uh, I can guarantee you that. I'm saying no. No, he's a great no. guy. Great so, much, awesome. so much for that 100%. <laughs> uh, well, we have prepared. Um, well, and when I say we, it was actually Marissa did the entire thing. But we have now prepared uh, a bunch of clips to remind you, and we need multiple days to do this, to remind you of the douche Hall of Fame resume of one Barack Obama. You may have forgotten some of these things because it's been an eight-year period, uh, the last year of which you really haven't focused on it at all. I mean, he's really been he's been able to skate scot-free for the past year basically um, let's start off with uh one of his most famous things um uh, it was really a theme of the 2012 election uh-huh. uh here's barack obama with a classic about business it's a good one if you've been successful you don't you didn't get there on your own oh my gosh it just takes a, the, you, the you beginning. You didn't get there on your own I, i'm always no, struck uh, by people who think uh, uh, well it must be because i was just so smart there like are a lot of smart people out there it must be because I worked harder than everybody else. Let me tell you something. There are a whole bunch of hard-working people out there. Out there. That might be true. Correct. It's a good game but show for the world If you were too. successful, somebody along the line... Name that live. ...gave you some help. There was a great teacher somewhere in your life. Shut up. Somebody helped to create <laughs> this unbelievable American system that we had that allowed you to thrive. How long is this clip? Somebody invested in long. roads and bridges. If you got a business, roads and bridges. That, you didn't build that. You didn't build that. Somebody else I love that. made that's that awesome. happen. Oh my gosh, oh. that's agonizing. The internet didn't get invented on its own. No, Al Gore did it, right? Al Gore invented the internet. He took the initiative <laughs> when he was a member of Congress and he invented the internet. Uh, so... That's what happened there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Al Gore did build, build that. That's a pretty incredible uh, clip. I mean, that's an unbelievable. Oh, God, the anger just has been renewed. Thank wow, you. Wow, that's quick. Uh, I <laughs> think I know you. where Pat's going. 30 voting. second clip. Um, oh the interesting thing gosh. about that uh, is I mean, obviously, the, the obvious <sighs> ones were that everyone was upset about. Watching it again, though, after all this time, one thing that strikes me is that even if you believe his argument, that you say, well, you know, uh, a business owner, you didn't build that. Like, you needed roads and you needed, like, other people. Well, everyone else in society has access to roads, too. Right. So why does one right. person have the business and, right. and that other person doesn't? Right. Um, probably did have to do something to do with them well, it's building it. false premise he sets every yeah. single time. Like, you might be smart, but there's a lot of smart people. Uh, you might work hard, but a lot of people work hard. Well, yeah, but put those two things together. And add maybe ingenuity, maybe add ambition, maybe add drive. And you might have a reason for why that person is doing better than another smart person or another hardworking person who might be but stupid. I mean, there's just a lot of people who just go along and and get along, and that's fine if that's what they want to do. They're a plumber, and that's what they want to be, and that's what they want to do. But some people want to start a plumbing business and then and then franchise it and then grow and then become, you know, the Ben Franklin Plumbing Company or whatever the crappy place we use. Yeah, um, I mean, I, you know, this is there are choices you make in your life and there's trade-offs you make in your life. There are right. people, like there's a guy I know uh, friends with who is uh, who runs an international business, and the man is never home. I mean, the guy is in Dubai and Shanghai and all over the Middle East, all over Asia constantly for weeks at a time now the guy makes a lot of freaking money okay uh and he's got a lot of nice stuff because of it um and 
he's got a great family and it's he's got a lot of things that are great but he sacrifices but there's some sacrifices a lot make. to yeah. get it yeah yeah and you know what it's a well, sacrifice i'm not willing to make glenn i'm not is, willing to go to asia for three weeks glenn has talked about it a lot of times yeah he makes a lot of money yeah. and he makes more money than we do obviously and he owns this company and we don't but he was willing to sacrifice certain things that i wasn't willing to um in the beginning and so he did that mm-hmm. And now he has, the, he, things have paid off for him yep. for doing that. Yeah, that's great. And that's great. And we're where we are because we did certain things that other people didn't do. Uh, and they're where they are because they did things we didn't do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, it, it's just bull crap to say that somebody else got you where, they're, where you are because there's a free way to get there. It's the dumbest. Yeah most simplistic sophomoric argument I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's like, um, you know, on the other side of that, you have the people who go overseas and work their asses off and make lots and lots of money. Like, there's other people who I, you know, I have another friend who works a very, very much a nine-to-five job. Um, and they do fine. They mm-hmm. have what they need. Mm-hmm. They're happy with that. They come home, and they are completely turned off from their job. When they leave Friday at you know three thirty four o'clock, until they get back there at nine o'clock on Monday, they don't even have to think about their and, work. You know I that would be nice, but we can't do that. Relate to that work. I know. It's not. A it's chance. not. It's I like know. it's so much a part of every minute of every day. It sure is. And, and like, but that sure doesn't. Is. I mean, you know, it's not a. Uh, it's just not a bad or good thing. I it mean, just it's, just, it's, it's all about personal choices. It's just what, it's just what we do. Yeah. And when we leave here, uh, the day's not done for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like Never. I go home and I'm, uh, you know, I get to just forget it and turn it all off. Never. We're writing things. We're planning things. We're preparing things for the next day, the next week, the next month. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's the way for all of us, with the exception of Jeffy, who doesn't even work when he's here. Right. But outside of that, so let me ask you a question. Off. But, but aside from, you know, yes. that, mm-hmm. there's six more clips. You think we make it through before no. the end of the show? <laughs> well, hold no, on, I want to make one, no more one more point on this one. Uh, he brushes this off. Oh, you're smart. Well, there's a lot of smart people. Well, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, a um, hard. hard worker. You know, there's a lot of hard workers. Combine those two things, and I will give you one more that I think you probably need to include, which is health. Combine those three things. 99.9% of people are able to get through our life, uh, get through life in this country in a, a moderately comfortable manner because sure. of those three things. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're sick, that could derail it. If you're an idiot, Jeff, that can derail it. If you're it. not a hard worker, it can definitely derail it. And it doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire. It doesn't mean you're going to own your own business. But, I mean, you can get through life in a comfortable manner in this country because of, of, the, mm-hmm. of capitalism um, b- based on those traits. Some people who aren't hard workers or aren't smart or aren't uh, healthy have issues with that, Jeffy. Um, And I think, uh, but I mean, really the biggest thing is, because I think even if you have the the other two, if you have hardworking and healthy, you can make it through the society pretty well. Now, look, there are are bad circumstances that hit people, um, good people, you know, know, look, Billy Joel sang songs about it, okay? Um, We all know it could be true. Because um, if you're living there in Allentown, it's, it's hard, hard to keep, to keep a good, good, good man, man down, down. But I won't be getting up today. Um, and you know what? That's the hard work one. Mm-hmm. If you won't be getting up, then you probably—I mean—you need to get out of bed to make this work. But the bottom line is, if you have basic traits in this society, you can usually make your way through it pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not always common in, around the world. Uh, so yes, 
there, there's a differentiating factor, however. It's not just being smart, healthy, and hardworking that gets you to run your own business, to run a, you know, uh, your own establishment, mm -hmm. to work you know, in, in the field that you want to do. It takes, and I will say this is maybe one of the most important parts that differentiates, an ability to accept risk. If you are willing to go out on your own and risk everything you have, put your right. ass on the line, yeah. and it works out, well, then, yeah, you might be able to do that. Most like people Len, aren't. For instance, Most his, people aren't. His, in one of his mottos is risk big, risk big, win big. Yeah. Risk big, lose big. And so he, he takes risks, yeah. and he's always done that. And, and so, you know, that is a huge aspect, and a lot of us aren't willing to do that. Jeffy. Yeah, yes, Jeffy. Uh, there's six more clips. Okay, no, hold on. One, I have one two, more thing three, to say. Four, <laughs> okay, let's go uh, to the next one. Uh, here is uh, Obama talking in Bristol, Virginia. <clears throat> Everybody knows that it makes no sense that they send a kid to the emergency room mm. for a treatable illness like asthma. Yeah. They end up taking up a hospital bed. Hospital bed. When, if when you, they if just get you, you just early, early, and, and the, they got they got, some got treatment, an inhaler. Breathalyzer. A breathalyzer. <laughs> or inhaler. <laughs> Not a breathalyzer. Or an inhaler. <laughs> I haven't had much sleep in the last 48 hours. It's, so. uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the old inhaler. <laughs> I love that. It's a classic. A breathalyzer. <laughs> if you just test it for alcohol. And, uh, no. An inhaler, which <laughs> nobody are, knows what the hell that is. Classic clips. Maybe an though. inhaler? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is he talking about an inhaler? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe if you give them an... I don't know too many people with asthma, especially severe asthma, that don't have an inhaler. They already have an inhaler. Yeah. Uh, and um, still, sometimes they need to go to the hospital. Do they have an annihilator? No. 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 They cannot... They, do they don't have, have a defibrillator. No. They don't have uh, any of that stuff. So, uh, then he, uh, he visited more states than you could possibly imagine. Because... You know, it is just wonderful to be back in Oregon. And over the last 15 Oregon. months, we've traveled mm -hmm. uh, to every corner of the United States. Uh, I've now been in 57 states. <laughs> I think one left to go. Uh, one left to go. Uh, Alaska and Hawaii, I was not allowed to go to, even though I really wanted to visit. But my <laughs> staff would not uh, Well, then there must it. be 59 states. Yeah. I, I think right. sometimes we forget. There's actually, you know, we, we make the joke that there's 57 states. Yeah, but Those are the only states he visited. There's actually 59 because he wasn't no, able to get to Alaska. No, he had one more to go, and then did go. not include oh, so Alaska. It's 60. So it's 60 There's 60 states, states. technically. Right. Now, of course, he, you know, I mean, I'm going to give him a justification on that one. Uh, let's go to uh, this is, uh, I guess, uh, he's oh, walking brother. to the helicopter, and oh. he's got a Marine in front of him, and this, this happens. I know. Oh, this is the salute. The no salute. No, no salute. He just walks by the Marine. I yeah. I think he comes back, though, doesn't he? Because they holler at him inside. Yeah, he did it inside a little bit. They hollered, yeah, he, they hollered at him inside. Oh. oh. Yeah. He remembered once he got in. Still didn't salute Shakes him, though. his hand, yeah. Still didn't. I mean, it's not, you know. It is still. It is That's not one of his more egregious uh, errors. I mean, it's not good, but uh, how about, uh, it, when, you know, sometimes it rains. Uh, when it mm -hmm. rains, it pours. And uh, this is what he does when it rains. 
Uh, I am going to go ahead and ask folks, why don't, you, why don't we get a couple of uh, Marines? They're going to look good next to us, just because I, uh, uh, I want to. I've got to change his suits, but I don't know about uh, uh, our, prime, uh, our prime minister. Mm -hmm. uh, there we go. That's good. I'm, you guys, I'm sorry about that. That is, that is weird that you have a Marine do that. Uh, can't, can't well, hear. to him, that's what they're for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He. Had, and I remember at that time, one of the, uh, one of the memes that were were going around was the time that President Reagan was speaking in the rain, holding his umbrella, and of course Barack has the Marines holding his, and it was you know mm -hmm. a real president, our president. Yeah. Uh, he also had some special skills, though. That yeah, it's some, true. Some of which we wasn't forgot all about. bad. Wasn't, wasn't all bad. bad. Like like this one. On this Memorial Day, as our nation honors its unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in, in the audience here today. Oh, my God. He sees dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're seeing the fallen heroes in the audience. You know, uh, you Brock. saw many of them there uh, today. No, I don't think so. so that's pretty uh, amazing. Um, he, Stand yeah. up, Chuck. Oh, that was that was Joe. And we yeah. got, we've started here with so, mostly the sort of funny moments uh, from uh, his presidency, where he did stupid <laughs> things. I mean, the, the, you didn't build that; it's a different story. Um, and maybe tomorrow we can get into you know the uh, the, the comments he made, the lies about health care, yeah. uh, the lies, of, you know, like you know, the, you want to keep, you want your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Right. There's montages we play to that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we can get into as far as content goes. These are sort of on the more funny side, or or at least bizarre side. Well, the uh, one serious one we started out with, and we, we yeah. took us 10 minutes to get through it. Right, so, yeah. so we can't have too many of them. <laughs> There's <laughs> another right. serious one, though. I mean, this is a serious breach of protocol. Pro breach yes. of protocol, yes, this I would say. It's not, it's not what I would, you know, like, me, my issues with Barack Obama was not his breaching of protocol. It was that he was an ideologue of a terrible oh, sort. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, and also, dis, you know, dis, uh, I mean, he's not even close to the truth, really. I mean, yeah, he's a liar. He's a liar. But because of that, I mean, he showed no respect out of that. Yeah. Not doing those protocols. No respect no, for the country true. or the or the or the office. Yes. Here's uh, another bizarre example of it, and uh, this is him with a Saudi king. <laughs> Golly, man. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why? It's weird. Man. We're a country. We had a. Um, did we actually pass the amendment that says you can't uh, name? Uh, you can't. Bestow uh, titles of royalty. Yes, that's that's in there, right? I, I was just reading a list of the unpassed amendments uh, recently, um, but uh, I mean, think about that. Like, that's how important we say not being a king is, or mm -hmm. not. You know, we have gone to the point of saying you can't even name people these things, mm -hmm. and yet he's going over there bowing to them. Yeah, I mean, that's a bizarre, a bizarre sure moment. Is. Well, later he bowed to the mayor of Tampa. You remember yeah, that? Pam Iorio on the tarmac <laughs> at, uh, at, that's at what McDill. Is that? We like Pam, so that's We okay. do what like what Pam, and look, at, and look, they were on the tarmac at McDill Air Force Base. Uh, you, anyone bows to Pam there. I think so. Yeah. I think I think a, that's protocol. So that one fit protocol. That's protocol. That was okay. actually better, though, than yeah, That's the, better than the Sunday King. King. Yeah. Uh, all right, more Patent Stew is coming up in a sec here. Maybe a little more than that. You know, whatever. It's uh, Pat and Stu. I'm Pat. This is Stu. Over there is the uh, leaning tower of goo. <laughs> uh, 
Speaking of uh, fat people, uh, Lay's <laughs> is uh, wa uh, waddling out there. But new... you weren't speaking of fat people. You were. <laughs> oh, sorry. Something happened in my mind there. Uh, Lay's needs a new flavor, and you need a million dollars. So Lay's oh, is man. created a contest nice. in which you name the flavor, they give you a million dollars. I doubt it's that simple. Still, um, that's a pretty, pretty good deal. It's a good price. Remember, Elton John made you create freaking three right. videos for $10,000. To his all-time yeah. classic hit songs. <laughs> Let me get Ray to work on that. Yeah, no thanks. No. Um, so they're going to give you a million dollars for saying, I like cheese on my, on my chips. <laughs> I'm going right. to submit one. A ribeye. Ribeye steak. Mm. Potato chips. Uh, that's now, that's probably not one that you would... I will say, though, 7-Eleven uh, um, has prime rib flavored chips. Uh, they actually they? have them. Yeah. They're, I've seen them over there at the one near Ooh. us. Uh, that was, did we ever do a taste test of those? I don't think so. Maybe I we think did when Pat wasn't here. I think we need to. I yeah, that's a good one. We should do that one day, Marissa. Yeah. I mean, one day we can do... Uh, Prime rib, rib They do a bunch of crazy flavors really at the 7-Elevens now. Uh, I've noticed this a lot, and this is an interesting trend, I think. Convenience stores are starting to add their own uh, branded products, and they've always had some of them. Yeah. But they're like upscale and yes. crazy. And why like, not? Yeah, and I like it. I mean, it's a positive... Uh, they're never as good as the real name brand, but some of them are pretty good. Now, some of them are pretty good, and I, and I like I, I like the innovation. I had an ice cream flavor that I was hooked on for three or four days until I started vomiting after having it. Um, but it was... Uh, I can't so you should, have stopped, you should have stopped after the second day or yeah. the third day? I know, uh, but I couldn't because it was delicious, but it just didn't agree with me. But it was, uh, it was really good, and now it's gone. So I, I, uh, yeah, it was making people throw up after four days. <laughs> right, anyway. maybe that's why. <laughs> Um, so, so quickly on this, I think this is interesting. So do, we have, do we have an unfair advantage here? And we always look for unfair advantages. It's a very positive thing. Um, here's the thing. There, a million dollars goes to uh, the winner. Um, uh, Semifinalists get 10000 Runner-ups will get 50000 And then the winners get a million. Nice. It's done by fan votes. Now, we come out here, we start talking about this on the show. We're talking about it on a radio show. I mean, we get the votes. Maybe we mentioned it on Jeffy's stupid you know, thing he does on the weekends Maybe or whatever. The most listened to weekly nah. radio broadcast on the Blaze Radio Networks, too. Is that the show you referred to? It's interesting <laughs> you can memorize that exact wording and you spout it every single time you bring that stat up. Um, but I mean, what, if we. If, we if you listen carefully, there's a whole a lot bunch of qualifiers. Of qualifiers yeah, there. A lot of qualifiers. A whole bunch there. of qualifiers. Um, but I mean, if we were to do that, we submit the flavor, get it into the semifinals, and then just pound it on the air for a few months. Number one in America with one-legged midgets. You only listen on Thursdays. <laughs> so I don't know. I think there's something to that. Is there anything? Yeah, there is something to that. Do you think uh, like uh, Porter? Vote for Porter Ribeye. Huh? Oh, Ribeye, Ribeye. Ribeye is good. Um, lobster mac and cheese potato chips. <clears throat> That's an interesting oh, one. I think they mm. did do. They, I think they did a mac and cheese though. Are we naming? They? No. Are we naming? Do they have a chip that we have to name, or are we supposed no, to? No, we are naming. We're, no, we're suggesting coming up with a flavor. Flavor. Okay. Yeah, so. um, I feel like there's something in the uh, in the salt, sweet, sweet and salty vibe that you need to you need to attack. Um, you know, like a you know, a, I was thinking like almost like a, a caramel cheese corn, uh, like a, yeah, salted caramel or something. Or something. Like yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, the car um, caramel something chip would be good. that could be good. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like cheese should be a part of it. Uh, chips and queso, cinnamon bun flavor, potato um, chips. Cinnamon oh. bun's a nice one. Yeah, yeah, the chips, I, though, I like that. The caramel cashew chip. Oh, I like that. Yeah, anything for uh, cashews are inter an interesting little uh, flavor there to add to that as well. Anything you got, uh, Jeffy, uh, you think off the top of your head? Mm -hmm. uh, spoon flavor. I was going to say milk probably was the flavor. Uh, uh, 18. Uh, 
Just ice cream is fine. Any flavor of, Any ice, flavor of ice cream? Flavor of ice cream. An ice cream oh, chip? Oh, Chocolate yeah. ice cream potato chips? I don't know. Strawberry flavored? Although, I mean, I will say chips like with ice cream could be something that's kind of delicious. Sometimes. You know? Yeah. Um, Sometimes. You know, I don't know, like, um, there's... Uh, like our, uh, on the side, I don't like them crunkled up on top of the ice cream. It's tough to get through the ice cream. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on from Jeffy's commentary on this particular issue. Uh, ben Franklin, uh, my favorite founding father, the best founding father, uh, in my particular opinion, um, hated the letter C. You know why? He was smart. C is dumb. Okay, C is a dumb letter. Um, <laughs> S and K already make the sounds, so you don't mm-hmm. need C. Um, and actually, this is a big, big Ben Franklin push. He did not like the letter C. Wanted to eliminate it from the alphabet and just replace it with S and K, which is what, of course, it should be. Um, <laughs> you ever go back and read Adam That's Smith uh, at all, Pat? I mean, it's probably been a long time since you have, um, because, you know, why would you? Um, but I, I, I was reading something from Adam Smith, and you go back and you look at the actual way they wrote it, and I can't remember. I think it's the mm-hmm. S. Every S is replaced like with an F. F. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre, it is. Um, and it's so weird to read, but it's throughout all of his writings, and obviously a lot of the writings of that era, mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of weird. They also wanted to get rid of J, Q, W, X, and Y. I think these are all good choices, and he wanted to come up with new letters as well, proposed uh, six new letters, including one, I think this is brilliant, that replaces the sh sound. Wouldn't that be bit crazy? You have to write S-H. Hmm. You just yeah. put one letter in there, and it probably just you get the sh. This is an innovator. How would you? This is why it was so awesome. If if you took out the letter C, how would you say a word like chip? You would what, s- how would you spell that with it S S H I P? That's ship. Then you uh, you wouldn't do it with a K because that's kip. Uh, so how would you how would you do that? Well, you have a new. You you have no chips. You, you have a new letter. He proposed that it makes the S H sound. That makes the S H or the C H sound. Well, you need to, well, six of them. So I guess one of them would be the C H sound. Okay. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just making it up. But I feel like, look, I mean, like, this guy thought this stuff out. We're giving you a little thing in a little, couple seconds. I don't know all the details. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> and uh, also... Uh, this is why he's not my favorite founding father. He wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the guy, like, invented electricity. Um, what else you got, Pat? Uh, well, we the Lincoln administration turned down a chance to populate the United States with elephants. Um, because... Apparently, they thought that people would be more effective than elephants in most cases, and, but they weren't considering uh, Jeffy. As with the founders, Abraham oh, Lincoln... Oh, we're doing an elephant story. We're going to go to... A, we're doing a fat joke. That's good. You know, actually, they were ahead of their time because now uh, uh-huh. there's a researcher at the Huntsman Cancer Institute that's using elephant proteins to kill cancer cells in humans. Really? Oh, my gosh. Has, have they called you? Is your phone stopped ringing? Yeah, well, I mean, big. how do you think I'm aware of what they're doing? I mean, can you think about it? Like the terrible life he is, he has lived, and what why he's done is there to a him? strength and honor sign? But what, what the hell is that? What? Is that a misprint? What is, what is that? There you go. That's much okay. better. All right. Um, and uh, and I, by the way, that's a, as deep as you should go into compliments for Jeffy. <clears throat> that he's athletically overweight. You should mm-hmm. never go any deeper mm-hmm. into a compliment. Um, I think uh, when you talk about um, elephant proteins uh, and Jeffy, uh-huh. um, the reason why people bring that up is because you're over. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what was inferred there, but thank you for clarifying, Stu. Stu is really good at, at clarifying no, things you know, for you, Jeffy. Thank you for letting me know. Because you're too stupid to, to get the joke. So a lot no, of times I appreciate it. He, he really helpfully it, you know? 
He really yeah. helpfully tries well, to. I mean, look, I'm you deserve sure this. You deserve this today. <laughs> and the reason is, you came in here yesterday with free cookies for us, mm-hmm. and you said, "Hey, try these s'mores cookies." And now we find out there's a whole uh, other version, version of them. Version of them. That you didn't aware. bring I in. No, milk. I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. Sorry. Pardon me. And then you wonder. And then you freaking wonder why. <laughs> this one little and thing. The thing is, it's not even a mistake. <laughs> the thing he is, neither did food. you. <laughs> he brought us free food. He didn't neither even did make you. a mistake, and we torture him all day over it. I know. Uh, you I deserve know. worse. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is a phone number. We come back and eat the other kind of s'mores that Jeffy, for some reason, didn't give us for free uh, yesterday. Uh, no. I'm sorry, I was uh, busy helping cure cancer. Uh, <laughs> with my elephant cells. Spoons is next. No, no, it's wrong. This is absolutely wrong. Yeah, there's some, there's uh, some lies you know, going on in this country. Yeah, there's some, I mean, we were duped yesterday into believing that there was an official Girl Scout cookie that was a s'more cookie. And, uh, uh, how's that? <laughs> is that better? And uh, we were wrong. Here's it wasn't the secondary a one, uh, Girl Scout s'mores. Um, and uh, they they look much more like I would expect out of a Girl Scout s'mores cookie. If you kind of see the format they're going with, uh, you got uh, yeah. Open this puppy up for you. You know, as, I, the hood. as you do that, uh, I'm reminded that it looks like that's not mm-hmm. there's it's not a new package of cookies. You know, it's interesting you point that out, Jeffy. Uh, this is a there's one cookie left in this container. Because they Marissa, like the that? producer, decided to eat, eat the, the rest of them. Now you would think, all right, Jeffy. Now, right, you think it was and Jeffy. You, uh, no. in this particular case, for the first time ever, be wrong. Right. This is, well, this is the first time ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Marissa ate all of them <laughs> by herself, apparently, uh, on the walk from the studio <laughs> to this room. Come on, now. Um, it's fairly offensive. Now, these, these smell better than they did yesterday? Yeah. And, and, they, yeah, I, mean, and I would guess, because there looks to be a lot more marshmallow flavoring. Uh, you know what it is too. I'm just, I was just reading about them here, about the two different, the two different mm-hmm. kinds, and it looks like they needed two manufacturers to mm-hmm. meet the demand. So the bakery said, "Well, we'll make our own kind." Hmm. Um. Hmm. No. What, you, no. Do it. Do it. I don't know which one. I, I mean, again, these aren't great. I mean, I. Mm-mm. How about mm. neither? Yeah. I mean. I mm. mean, it's pretty good. It's okay. probably better than. I don't know. The issue here is you got, here's the, j- j- the separation. You're getting like an Oreo-type cream filling in the middle mm-hmm. of these. Um, where with the other ones, you're getting a, a real chocolate coating. I think I'd lean chocolate coating, honestly. Um, I'm going to taste the different kinds of, individually taste the kinds of uh, uh, filling. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a really, <clears throat> Except the you cookies. get a marshmallow flavor from that? I'm not even sure what kind of flavor that is. Yeah, it almost has like a, like a liqueur flavor. Yeah, it does. Really? Yeah. I will say, though, that the cookies that, uh, you know, when they come in the vanilla wrap outside like that, they soak up the milk good. Oh, good gosh. I hate you. Why? I mean, I I mean why? What is the deal with that? Why? I just want it to stop. I mean, what is that? I don't care what causes it. I don't, I don't care why it happens. I want it to stop. <laughs> I do, too. I've begged him to stop. I've pleaded with him. And still, I mean, bring around the car. I just want people to know. Look. You try scrubbing. You We're in an amazing soaking. country. Still, you have Jeffy. Pretty good, though. We're in an amazing country 
The fact that we have Girl Scout cookies, like Samoas <laughs> and mm-hmm. Thin Mints, it's mm-hmm. an amazing country. Mm-hmm. If I'm ordering Girl Scout cookies, I'm not ordering either version of S'mores. Um, I give this one an 11. On our one to eighteen scale, it's an okay cookie. I'm going to give this one a ten. Yeah, that's I think what we I gave the same one. Yeah, yeah. it's a. I, I would say it's a, a mediocre sandwich cookie. Yeah, and uh, it is. You know, I mean, the graham cookie. I it's would say also is pretty a little good. grainy after you've eaten it. Yeah, that's the all natural, right? I think I think they were making a big deal out. Oh, of is that what it is? The uh, the cookies being all natural. That's dumb. Yeah, just make it delicious. Make okay, it just make it <laughs> delicious, which they kind of failed at. So yeah, I'd rework these. For I'm going to say no on this. No, thank you.